Hey everyone, I'm Audio Nerd 64 and I am Big Nakuma. Jump is this. Here we go. And we are your gamer friends. <laughs> are your gamer friends. That's 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 that was that's cruel. That's that's really cruel. I thought you were gonna let me have it. No, sorry. I just didn't want to do a big one today because honestly, Yola taught me that you gotta save it for those big moments. You really do. And this is not the one. If you don't listen to Yola, well, we already shout showed you to all Yola. to listen to Yola. So shout out to Yola. Did we? Yeah, to put her on in the background of why you're playing Red Dead Redemption 2. That's right. We did. We did. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get started, uh, I want to thank you all for your patience. I was mm. sick. Please beg. As a dog. It th- th- This cold really knocked me on my ass. I was like... For like two weeks. It was bad. I was sore. I was like, is this a flu? Did I get the flu? And I'm like, no, because I'm responsible. I yelled at y'all to get your flu shots. I got my flu shot. I couldn't believe it. It was the worst cold I've ever experienced in my life. What a way to start 2020. It was right after he bragged that he never gets sick. I literally was like, eh, I don't get sick. I don't know her. I don't know sickness. What do you say? And <laughs> oh, it was bad. And I'm annoying when I'm sick. I'm annoying. Go ahead and say it. I Go ahead and agree. No, nope, I have nothing to say. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Shocking. Mm. Well, like I said, thank y'all. And let's get started with my favorite episode. One of my favorite episodes of the year. The games of the year. <laughs> what? I was so confused about where you're going. I just love that. You know, it's a great theme. It's a fun episode. We get to reflect. We get to. We do. Remember. And to be clear, favorite games. Not the best. All right. Favorite. I, just, I don't want anyone to get mad at me. Yeah. Our personal favorites, not objectively the favorites. This isn't, this is not the canon. It's just us two. As it's always been, but y'all, y'all knew this. It's so not the stranding. Where <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> they don't know that I played it. Now you know. Oh, that's right. You got it for a Christmas present. Yeah. Because I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. So we're going to do it a little differently than we did last year. Yes. Always building, always improving. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> um, we felt last year that it was kind of annoying that there were certain games that didn't come out in the calendar year that we had played for the first time that we wanted to recognize. Mm-hmm. And same thing happened this year where there were certain games that I picked up, namely Red Dead and a few other things, where uh, I probably would have uh, at least considered them to be on my list for last year had I played them. Right. And so we wanted just to acknowledge that. Absolutely. So we're going to start with the inaugural Too Much to Play Award. <laughs> um, you know, I read that a bunch of times. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. And then when you say it out loud, you're like, oh, that's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's too much games. Too many There's games. too many things to play and not enough time. And uh, unfortunately, we don't make money playing video games. And so <laughs> I have to work. Yet. Um, anyway... Cedric, you go first. Tell us what your uh, too much to play game of 2019 is. 
Well, you know, I, I'm really happy with this choice. I think it's going to be a choice that's very um, flexible. I think it's going to be a repeat. It's, it's very flexible. As right. it's been a repeat in everyone's list. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Sarah with the star who... <laughs> this is disgusting. This game is on her best of the year <laughs> list every year. Yeah. God bless her. <laughs> you know it. You love it. Breath of the Wild. I can't believe it. <laughs> What do you think I was going to say? The Witcher 3? I, I had no idea what you were going to say, but um, I didn't think it was going to be this. Really? I'm, I'm thrilled for right. Breath of the Wild. As am I. Love it. Love to see it. Uh, here's the thing. I am now thinking how many games that I've played from previous years, and it wasn't a lot. There was Breath of the Wild. There was Rivals of Ether, which I really liked. Um, Battlefield Frontline because I was watching a lot of Person of Interest and I just wanted to be a cop for a game. Hmm. A lot of fun. You know how like Person of Interest is like your procedural blah 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 until it isn't. Uh, But Battlefield Frontline is a procedural cop game. Which is fine. Sometimes you just want your procedural cop game. Uh, There was a couple of Deus Ex, Mankind, something or other. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. You know, a thing here and there but I was like, damn, what am I going to put on this list? And I was like, what did I have the most fun playing? Fuck, what was Breath of the Wild? And I think it deserves a special place on this list for me because I never liked Zelda games. Mm. And I think I've talked about that. You have. I I don't know. This I feel like w- this game is like, it guides you just enough where you're not like, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. But, you know, you still have, like, there's all this exploration I can do. And, like, I could just, like, make some weird food and see if Link will not die if he eats it. Or let's go up this mountain to do this thing. And you're like, ah, damn, I can't fight the thing on this mountain. I got to run across on the other. And it's, like, it's fun. It's, like, not frustratingly, like, yeah. oh, my God, I have to do the other, the, uh, the new thing now. I think for me, as I'm, like, trying to submit what makes good games and what makes good media, it's like, I don't need someone to, like, hold my hand. Yeah. But put me on, like, at least a leash. Mm. And don't say anything. But you you should still be there. You know what I mean? We've talked about Subnautica in the past on mm-hmm. this podcast. Um my favorite video game reviewer just did a review of Subnautica super late, and you should watch it. I think that you would really enjoy um, what he has to say, and I think that it might be something that you end up wanting to pick up okay. uh, for the same reasons. Not to take away from Breath of the Wild. Please continue talking about that. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's just great. It's like amazing that that game can exist on a small platform. Like, not a small platform, but like, the physical smallness of yeah. the Switch, not in its uh, Breath metaphorical of the Wild can exist, but a thousand size. Pokemon can't. That's what I know. We're, we're going to get into that. We're, hey, we're just, it's retrospective, okay? We're just talking about last year right now, Nick. Don't get, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Um, I mean, it's just like fun to just sit there and like sit on the couch while you're playing something else and I'm just chilling. <laughs> 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 you're playing Destiny 2. That's what he's playing. Uh, and I'm just sitting on the couch playing some some uh, Breath of the Wild on the Switch. And it's great. It's, all, it's just like, 
It's a lot of fun. It's not frustrating. Which I think says a lot about me. Because I got to admit, it takes a lot for me to play a game that is does, does, that does not have a very clear and quickly achievable goal. Yeah. Like, like, I love a good Battle Royale. I love a good racing game. I love a game where I could just see my goal. And I might not obtain it, but, like, if I do obtain it, it's the light is around the horizon. And I'm going to blame my love for high-octane games on my crippling fear of failure. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. I've been going to therapy. <laughs> and I think that Breath of the Wild has been a breakthrough for me. It's been a way for me to step back, really think, really sit in that frustration, the figuring out the journey. I'm doing the most. And um, that's okay. It's the, it's the end of year spectacular. So it I'm is. allowed to do I'm, that. I'm happy that you're doing the most. <laughs> um, and I'm glad that you found a therapy game in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> go me. <laughs> Cue all of Sarah's tweets about this. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah. Shout out to Ben. What game gets your Too Much to Play award, Big Nick? Um... With some very late competition from Jurassic World Evolution. <laughs> but technically, you played that this year. No, I started last year. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I started. I started. Over the holidays. Oh, I started in January. It yeah. was. All right, here's the thing. Quick sidebar Jurassic World Evolution. Is this still on Game Pass? It wasn't Game Pass. It was the um, um, free game, game of. That's the, what I meant. I don't think so. All right, here's the thing Jurassic World Evolution is excellent. We will talk about it on the next episode where we talk about the games that we played. But if you like yourself, play the game. <laughs> spend money on it. That's how great it is. Like, I would spend money on it if it wasn't free. Yeah, we got it when it was uh, free Games with Gold. Um, and it's very good. It's Zoo Tycoon with dinosaurs, and it's wonderful, and I love it, and we'll talk about it soon. It's so good. But yeah, it, it came very close to unseating... Uh, who's ultimately getting the award. And I think it's pretty obvious uh, if you've heard me talking about this. Literally any episode this past year. Yeah. Um, Red Dead 2 was one of the greatest video game experiences I've ever had. Of it all was time. truly wonderful. Yeah. For wow. all, uh, of all time, for sure. Fuck. Um, the, the story takes you on a journey, uh, <laughs> and you end up returning somewhere and the ride of your return is so epic there is an incredible d'angelo song that's playing it's timed perfectly so that you are hitting certain views mm -hmm. and you are seeing certain places in time with this Absolutely gorgeous song. It just it just struck a chord with me because it it had nothing to do with what the gameplay loop was. It had nothing to do with the character. It had nothing to do with the mechanics of operating in that world or what buttons you had to press or how detailed or not detailed. Uh, just being clothed and clean and fed and all that kind of bullshit was. <laughs> it was just the culmination of an epic story with an incredible protagonist. And I don't know, it, 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 was, it was very moving. It was a mm. very moving experience. Um, I felt very conflicted about this game. Uh, I didn't play it kind of on purpose until 
there was some news that Rockstar had changed some things internally because of the criticism and the backlash to the crunch that they put their employees through. Um, I remember being very satisfied with the story Mm -hmm. in a heartbreaking way. It was not fun um, at times, but it wasn't (laughs) that it wasn't fun because the game wasn't fun to play. Uh It was that I was not just playing a game when I was playing Red Dead. I was role-playing this cowboy. I was inhabiting his head and his thoughts. And, you know, when he was interacting with these people and things were going to shit, I felt bad. And it didn't feel fun to watch everything fall apart. Um, You know what happens if you've played the original Red Dead, which is something that happens later in the timeline. So obviously things do not turn out well. Um, and it's sad, but it's beautiful and it's an achievement. Um, that said, because of some of the negative stuff about the game, some of the things that did kind of drive me crazy and did make it not fun Mm -hmm. in a different way. Um, I don't know that my list last year would have changed, especially because of all the fucking bullshit that management put the staff through. This game gets the the praise in retrospect only interesting it's not it's not in retrospect only it's that 2018 in particular was an incredible year for games mm-hmm. spider-man god of war and assassin's creed odyssey all also had similar impacts on me fair like all four of those games are incredible games And three of them are games that I would consider replaying. I would replay God of War on a higher difficulty, but with my gear, like a a new game save plus. Mm -hmm. I would consider doing that for Spider-Man 2 and 100%ing the map. And I still have DLC that I haven't played from fucking Odyssey. Like, I I still have more of that game to play. I didn't start Odyssey. So... (laughs) I would never play Red Dead 2 ever again. It's like Knives Out. Yeah. It's an amazing, almost three-hour experience. (laughs) But you only experience it once. Yeah. I will never watch Knives Out again. Yeah. But man, is it not one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life? What? Okay. All right. Fine. fine. (laughs) One of the best movies of the year, for sure. I also, it was a high cinematic experience for me. It was, it was a good movie. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel about Red Dead. It was a very good movie, and I never want to watch it again. Ten Years a Slave, incredible, absolutely deserved an Oscar. I will never watch that movie again. I didn't even watch it the first time. It's exhausting. It, and what happens in Red Dead is exhausting. And look, having to take care of your horse and feed yourself and hunt and shit is exhausting. I understand. Lapita completely was like, please make me a CGI character in the next thing that I'm in. And that's what she did. Like... <laughs> I don't blame her. That's exhausting. I mean, like, I don't want to sell it short. Hunting can also be thrilling. Yes. And riding your horse and, you know, putting Yola on and zoning out and, you know, just doing things on autopilot and stuff. That that is a lot of fun. Yeah. It can be fun, but it can also be laborious. Right. Um, So anyway, high praise to Red Dead 2. um, And it is my too much to play of 2019. All right. I mean, look. Any game that gets D'Angelo in the studio and actually has to make a decision and print something to a mix deserves an award to me. Yeah. If anything, I just feel like 
the future of this medium is so bright because mm. so many incredible experiences are coming out. Like, all of those are recent games. What a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. All right, so we have another new category. Yeah, why don't you tell us what this one is? So, in order to talk about games that have already been out, but are still expanding in new ways through what some might call expansions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone should let me host a... No. <laughs> um, we wanted to have, an award, have a, an award to acknowledge that. Because there's a lot of great content that was like, well, technically the base game came out two years ago, but this DLC came out yesterday. I want to talk about it. I want to acknowledge that shit. Yeah. So, uh, ongoing game. Ongoing game. What is your pick, Cedric? Are we going to do me, you, me, you the whole time? Or we should we mm-hmm. switch it up? Oh, okay. No, we're going to do... Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, to no one's surprise. Actually, maybe it is to my surprise. Because for a while, I was like, damn, what do I pick? What do I pick? My ongoing game award goes to Forza Horizon 4 and their LEGO Speed Champions expansion. Hmm. When this got announced at E3 last year... A lot of people were very mad. <laughs> big mad. I can imagine. And I remember. I thought it was hilarious. The big madness of it all. Um, look, we all know that Force is a great game. The base game is always fun. Mm-hmm. And I do love it. I do not think that they figured it out totally. Like, I don't think they figured out how to make Force the most fun. Right. Especially because, like, I always end up playing by myself. And when you play with a friend, it's not, like, it's not there yet. I feel like you need to have, like, 50 friends that play Forza and love it. And just try to figure it out with those 50 people. Like, it's, like, harder to make it the most fun without, like, yeah. the very strict limitation of having, like, six people to do a raid. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I don't know. I don't have the solutions. But I still do play it. I love collecting my cars. Hope you got your free cars in December. Otherwise, you're missing out. Missed out. Missed out. Completely. Zoomed past you, pun intended. Um, I do have to say, though, the expansions are always like a welcome, are always welcome fun content. Treasure Island was great uh, from Forza 4, Forza 3. People liked the Hot Wheels. I never played it, but whatever. And Lego, I actually think it was like one of their best expansions. I think it is Hmm. definitely the best expansion that I've played. I still like that roller coaster. You still like the roller coaster that you can't visit. You can only look at it. <laughs> um, and I am very mad that all the Legos were yellow. There were no brown, black. Simpsons rules. Yeah. Simpsons rules. Simpsons, Simpsons yellow. But uh, despite the racism. <laughs> mm. okay. I'm not going to say racism. I'll say lack of uh, racial awareness. Uh, <laughs> what's the difference? The, the challenges were super, super fun. Everything was, like, straightforward. It was very, like, easy to be like, these are the things that I want to do to get more blocks, to build the next thing. I absolutely loved the cars. They were so cute. That is my other gripe about it. I wish they did more Lego cars. But it is also hilarious to me that you can take the Lego cars out into the real world. Yeah. It's just, it's very funny. They really committed to the bit, um, which I can really appreciate. And yeah, there's just a lot of fun, a very a lot of straightforward kind of fun. Um, jump in and jump out. That's what you said. Pretty much. I mean, and you know, I don't think I've built everything. I like I played a lot of it. 
Um, I don't think I did the full, full thing, but it's just, you know, it's like, an, it's another great area that just like, is just fun to be around. It's like fun to like crash and, you know, things to see all the Lego pieces, you know, fall about. And apparently like it made a little bit more sense than like the Hot Wheels one because they just couldn't get the physics right going on the loop, the loops and stuff like that. Oh. So which they, which is, you know, one thing they avoid. It just was like the fun part of just like driving wherever the hell you want to in Forza right. with Legos. That's what it's all about. So yeah, kudos to Playground Games for keeping me satisfied as always, making me pretend like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to cars. Hooray! <laughs> Keep on keeping on. I'm looking forward to like when the next, because you know they do like the the serious expansion and then they do the fun one, and I'm ex- I'm excited to see what the fun one is for the next installment. What do you think the serious one's going to be? Have they announced it yet? Uh, well, I don't know if they're going to do. Um, they probably will do one more expansion for four, which go. It's like serious, fun, serious. I don't know. They it's, they're usually just completely up in the air. Usually, like some kind of terrain thing. So, like in Forza Three, it was like the snow thing, and this one it was you know the Treasure Island. So I don't know what could be next. What what's good for what's Britain? I don't know. I can't even speculate. I can't think of what it could possibly be. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, we'll know soon enough. I guess we will. Eighty three. Oh my Before god. Before E three, I don't know. Uh. Probably before. Yeah. All right. What's yours? Uh, again, to to no one's surprise, it's uh, Destiny Two Shadowkeep. <laughs> Kept it real on brand for this category. I wanted this category specifically to be able to talk about Shadowkeep because otherwise, you know, according to the rules, I really can't. <laughs> um, it's like I have to talk about Destiny Two, so let's just make it awards. So I can talk about Destiny Two. I mean, Destiny Two Shadowkeep was probably my um, overall favorite thing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've, I've talked at length about this. I do want to have that conversation that we did say we we're going to have and then haven't really had it yet um, about Destiny Two because it's in a really interesting place. Right now, mm-hmm. the second um, installment of the seasonal system for this year is not going super well. It's not adding any depth to the end game. Mm-hmm. And because of the way that they're taking things away each season, it's building a narrative, yes, but it's also um, leaving a void in a way that the original seasonal system from last year didn't. So mm-hmm. I think moving forward, they're really going to need to um, strongly consider a hybrid where there is more of that long-term chaseable content in the seasonal drop, Mm -hmm. but it's still structured the way that um, the Fortnite season pass system where you level up and you get certain rewards and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that is the future. I've said that I believe that they're creating a model that can be used by other games. I believe that wholeheartedly still. Um, The issue is not with how they're structuring the seasons. The issue is what the seasonal content actually is. There are certain Mm. gripes that we have with how they are doing things, namely that they're essentially forcing us to use certain weapon archetypes. They're forcing us to uh, discard all of our armor every single season. There's just certain things that that 
are not gelling with what I think the perfect experience is, Mm -hmm. but they're closer than anyone else. And I think that someone who wants to take a shot at taking over in that space is going to need to be better than what they're currently offering. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to choose, I think, to model in some way off of what Destiny 2 is doing right now. Um, okay. To shadow keep specifically the storyline that they introduced um, really moves us forward. It is the pyramid ships. The darkness is here. Like it's shit's getting real. Um, we might have some traitors. We Ooh. literally are rescuing people from the past to bring them forward for the fight. Like we are preparing and. It is very exciting um, as someone who's been a lore fanatic for this game for five years now. Um, I, I just feel really good about the overall place of the game. So, yeah, I do feel like for a lot of Destiny people, like if you love Destiny, the game, and just playing the game, but if you also love Destiny, the universe, this is like the expansion that like puts those two groups together finally. Like I feel like they've never really been concurrent, you know? Yeah. For instance, one of the chain of quests that you do to get powerful rewards every week was to essentially uh, put Eris's fire team to rest. She had a fire team of six. They were the original raid team, uh, and they got fucking destroyed one by one. It was awful. Uh, and, you know, lore people know what happened, but not everyone else did. And so what they did was kind of put lore into the game, and they make you do things that are... Um, reminiscent of what those guardians were like when they were alive. And, you know, you help Eris uh, mourn and and put them to rest and she can be at peace. And so uh, touches like that, I think, are just really wonderful. Um, Kudos to the Bungie team, even though they're kind of fucking up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like made me rethink whether or not I wanted to give them a ton of praise in this section, given the past few weeks. But um, I not in terms of the story. The story, I am so on board. I'm so excited for what's happening. And well, what's I think it's good for us that we can, like, you know, we're not just like, this game's awesome. Yeah, critique our favorite things. Yeah, yeah. And it's giving me time to play other shit. I'm like, oh, I don't need to play Destiny right now, so I can play other things. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. So let's move on to uh, get into this, this real list. Uh, we do top threes, which makes it really hard. Because there are other games that I would love to talk about. Yeah. This is um, not, yeah. Not an easy list. Yeah, not an easy list at all. Um, we're going to start with our second runners up. Uh, Cedric, take us away. All right. So, my second runner up for game of the year, giving it to Star Wars Fallen Order. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have played as a black person. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say they really animated the hell out of that white boy's hair. So like (laughs) how's it stunning? (laughs) That's not why I like the game. Um, I think what really made me love uh, this Star Wars game specifically because it, it, there's been a, it's been a minute since I really really enjoyed a Star Wars game except like the Lego Star Wars games so those are fucking hilarious um, I think the scope of this story is like perfect it's like small and specific enough where you feel like you're 
really engaging with the universe. And it's not like too big, like anything within the Skywalker saga that you just are like in it and you're just in it because it's Star Wars. Like I feel like the Battlefront games are like that or like, you know, you watch the movie. You're just in this huge, epic Shakespearean family drama. And I think Jedi Fallen Order took like a very nice small subset of like what the whole saga is. And I think it really tied into, like I love how it ties to Rogue One because of um, Forrest Whitaker's character. And we'll get into this later, but Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie hmm. to come out. Oh. Hmm. Um, okay. It is. That's all I have to say about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think the gameplay was really good. I'm glad that it was like as unforgiving as it was. Like, you, I'd be up here getting mad as hell <laughs> playing this game. And it's not even, it's it's the boss fights. Cause like for, for a while you're like, okay, I have to figure out what the boss does. And then you're like, all right, how do I like, you know, parry it correctly? How do I counter it correctly? All that. And then you're like freaking out because you like have a slither of health left and you're like, should I give up or wait? And then you like get them one last time and it's like only half of their health is gone. And then it, you know, moves to a cutscene and you're like, fuck, I was like sweating for no reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is the one thing I hate. <laughs> Just give me the full health, okay? Like, don't, oh, I hate that. And there are like some weird things, like, you know, like the whatever respawning or like at a meditation point, like the enemies respawn in like weird places mm-hmm. or like where they put the meditation points don't always make sense. Um, and I don't think that being allowed to change your lightsaber color is playing <laughs> with the cannon very well, doesn't jive for me, whatevs. Yeah, it's kind of taboo. What? Mm. But the game is super, super fun. It looks great. Music's great. Vibes, great. The mechanics are fantastic. I love the puzzles. They, like, again, are, like, not frustrating. Like, that's the one thing, like, like Mass Effect, like, that big puzzle in, like, the first Mass Effect game that everyone skips or, like, gets a cheat code for because everyone's like, what the hell is this? Or even, like, I feel like the puzzles sometimes in the, the in Spider-Man were, like, annoying. Mm, okay. Doing the puzzles in this game is fun. I don't know. What, maybe it's because you're, like, existing in, like, this larger space and, like, you know. They're, like, Laura Croft puzzles. Yeah, they're not, like... Uh, let's get the magnifying glass or let's go to this terminal and press a bunch of buttons. Um, and I think they like also lay out how the puzzles work in such a neat way like because they become part of the gameplay. Exactly. Like they set you up to win. Like if you're paying attention, if you're paying a little bit of attention, you can actually do the puzzles not you know, fairly quickly, but also have fun doing them. Um, which it's is like the way weird. That, um Destiny handles strikes where they teach you raid mechanics in the strikes. Right. But I also think it's like super weird that I'm like, it's a combat game and I'm like, but the puzzles, the puzzles, <laughs> uh, but the puzzles and it's the combat is also combat really game. good. What was that? It's more than a combat game. Yeah. And I mean, the combat is great. The force is great. Like, I mean, just like, you know, picking what you want to do. Like it's, it is RPG light, but the choices that you do get to make are fun and like figuring out what new force move you're going to, Add to your arsenal is fun. Um, and figuring out, okay, I have to hit homeboy in the head twice to get my force meter back up so I can, like, throw his other homie off the cliff uh, is fun. And it's, you know, it's 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 a, it's a very sophisticated combat system that I really enjoy. And yeah, whatever. I get to make my lightsaber exactly the way I want to look 
which is the problem with the canon, but you know, for me personally, whatever. I went with the light purple. Oh, I didn't, I don't have that color yet. So thanks for. <laughs> but honestly, though, the double edged saber changes the gameplay completely. And it's wild to me that like you have to like go digging where you're not supposed to go digging to get it. <laughs> did you go right away or did you? No. So I didn't know. I didn't know there was a double sided saber at all. So I did like the first. I was in the middle of the second planet when you informed me that you could. And I was like, oh, so I did it after that. Got it. After you took the cow risk or whatever. For, you know, so I was like, and I guess it was like a little bit easier that I like did it, you know, two planets in instead of just one planet in. Yeah. You were a little more powerful. A little bit more powerful. So like it still worked. It was still confusing as hell. Because um, it's not like we're naturally supposed to find it in the story, quote unquote. But uh, changed my life. It definitely is a game changer. It is. It really does. It is. That's Although my, I will like, only say the negative of getting the double-ended um, right away was that I didn't really realize the power of the single blade until too late. Oh, yeah. No, I like, I switch back and forth all the time. I'm like, this situation, I need the single. This situation, I need the double. I like, kind of just thought that the double would always be better. <laughs> now, the double's, like, great for, like, crowd control. You got a whole bunch of, like, people on you. But, like, if you want to really go in with somebody, the single blade is the way to do it. It took me until the second to last, like, encounter to realize that. Oh, damn. Which is awesome that that meta exists. Because it could have very <laughs> easily... double-bladed meta? Well, yeah, I mean, like, that, it, it, that very well could have not have happened. It could have... Or not been developed that way. It could have just very easily been... You have a double bladed sword or a double bladed saber. You're awesome, and why would you even fuck with the single? Like, yeah, that you even are like, wow. Some situations, I don't need all this lights. I don't need this light show. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's ah, that's that's awesome to me. Um, but yeah, second runner up, loved it. I really did love it. Uh, I'm excited to finish it. Excited to just bask in that in that John Williams esque score. And did you get spoiled for the end? No, which is amazing. Yeah, you're going to really... I, I almost like want you to tell me when you get to the end. Okay. I will. And you'll know when it's the end, by the way. Okay. I'm sure some big twist is going to happen. I'm going to be like... Oh, when, when you have to like... Don't even worry about it. I'll know. I'm a Star Wars fan. I know. Okay. I'll know. Okay. okay. What's your second runner-up? My second runner-up is... Um, a little embarrassing. <laughs> is it because we're the only media makers that also play games that is giving any that's paying this game any mind that's giving it here's the problem with that. more than just dust here's the problem with that this time next year you're gonna be like how could we have ever said that oh it's gonna it, it's it is going to have it's no man's sky next moment i know it's going big to. nick i will get the harp sound effect ready to go <laughs> now i want i want it to, i want to see it for her i really do because she's great mm. I the think division so. two <laughs> is my second runner-up damn i am heartbroken about it kind of here's the thing i did not have more fun i think initially in a game than the first run through of the division two mm -hmm. playing through the story getting through to the end game and then getting through the loop of the end game 
um, you can see the problem right there, that there was the end of the loop of the end game. <laughs> That's um, not how loops work. <laughs> getting getting to that point and and being done with it, um, like it, it kind of felt like you were done. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was truly an incredibly satisfying experience and is more sat- it was more satisfying than division one, and I think even a little more satisfying. Definitely more satisfying than the base game of Destiny Two. Wow! Um, it was it was incredible, and a lot of people were playing it. And during that time, it was a lot of fun. And then everyone got to the point that I got to, and the raid took a while to come out, and it did. the PvP didn't you know keep people around mm-hmm. as much because the the dark zone is just too trolly. Uh, you can yeah. be destroyed too easily, so no one wanted to even get into that, and and that was that. People just dropped off, and you didn't want to play as much because the fatal flaw of the Division Two and the Division franchise in general is that I don't think it's very much fun to play by yourself. Um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I would say it's damn near impossible to play it by yourself. Besides the story, like if you're trying to do anything, I mean, even parts of the story, I'm like, damn, I really wish there was somebody else here. Yeah. Please. I got to finish it. I, I mean, look, it's an impressive game. The one-to-one recreation of DC is stunning. Um, For that great. alone, it deserves to be on people's game of the year list. And it's actually kind of upsetting to me that it's really not to be found on anyone's list. Yeah. That was an incredible achievement, a one-to-one recreation of DC. In like a way that I'm like, damn, I wish like, you know, Insomniac Spider-Man would do a one-to-one of New York. Right. That was my big gripe about Spider-Man, that the map was awful. Yeah. As a New Yorker and someone used to a representation of New York, like the division, that's actually really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was impressive. I desperately wanted it to be my game of the year. I had so much fun in the base game. Like I wouldn't say don't buy this game either. Like, especially now that it's not even $60 anymore, mm-hmm. you will get your money's worth just playing through the story, just playing through the available end game content, like what it is. And there's more now and they've made optimization improvements. Right, yep. Like picking it up now is probably a lot easier to get into than someone like me, who's kind of been a little tainted from what was going on before. <laughs> I had held out hope that the DLC would project it back into, you know, the limelight, but the DLC was basically just some additional missions. They were great missions, but uh, that's all that they were. And without optimization to the gear chase, to the fact that sometimes the the game feels like item manager sim mm-hmm. and not actually a game that you're playing. Right. Um too much of that is just too hard to do. Yeah. And they don't have an API to help. Part of what makes it manageable yeah, with yeah. Destiny is that I can hold my phone and have an app and my entire Destiny inventory is on my phone and I can swap things around from character to character. I can equip things to and from my character right from my phone. I need someone to do that for Forza, man. <laughs> Tune a car from my phone. It's, it's I, like, I don't play the division like that to be as annoyed with, you know, clicking through sliders or whatever in menus like you do. But I do do it in Forza. And I'm like, this is nauseating. Like, I act, I like just want to get like my PC back up and running again so I can just do all my tuning with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. And then just boot it back up on the console again. Like, that's how <laughs> annoying it fucking is. So, yeah, I do think... It's like kind of wild that that game doesn't have it. 
GTA Five had it for the 360. Just to, I did not know that. Like, so that, that's where the. I mean, that yeah. Like, the iFruit app. It, it is. Th- this is not new technology. Not an excuse. Damn, we're just like this is one of my games of the year. Fuck those. Guys. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna go back. I was gonna go back and say, uh, here's the thing. At the end of the day, the firefights that you get in, especially at higher difficulty, are so fun. They're so engaging. The AI is incredibly smart. They force you to move. You have to use the cover in a very creative way. You mm-hmm. are not going to be able to stay in the same place and just hold it down like the Division One allowed you to do. Um, you know, there, there are certainly shortcomings. The lack of gear sets, the fact that the gear sets that are there kind of suck. All that stuff is true, but... The core gameplay of the division, shooting the guns and stuff, feels so good. It's so satisfying. I really love the game, and I I want more opportunities to play it. And they did announce that they are kind of hitting the drawing board. They are keeping silent. They are working on a big update that's supposed to retool a lot of stuff. I'm hoping that it's just like the big update they had to do for the Division 1 that made the Division 1 really good again. Um, you know, it's it's what happens. The Destiny community had the Taken King, and then Forsaken. Like, this is what happens in this type of game. This is the opportunity to reset. They have more DLC that's supposed to come out still, so I'm expecting big things. Well, all right. Um, let's move on. We'll do first runner-ups. Okay you uh, can take us away. Uh, so when I was I was thinking about these categories, um, I was like, damn, what games have I like really not put down? I was like, what are what were my favorites this year? And it wasn't easy to come up with this list. It really wasn't. Even Star Wars. But there was one game that I couldn't put down more than Star Wars. Mm. Do you know what it is? Uh, I do. Oh, that's shit. I was supposed to try to do a setup and that didn't <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't work. Um <laughs> it was Neo Cab. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm surprised too. This is our first indie game of the year for any year. You know, I'm making history here on the Game of Friends podcast, <laughs> you know. Uh, and here's the thing. I am part of this is me justifying that it is a game because I think a lot of people, when I was like, you know, we were doing the research for the episode where we had uh, Opfusk on, um, just looking around, and you know, I was like really interested in the game and all that. And a lot of people were like, well, like, <laughs> it's not actually a game. It's like, more of an interactive story, and you're just blah 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 blah. And like, fine. Here's the thing: the way I see it, a game, you know, it has some mechanics, it has a story, it a story, quote unquote. You know, you have a goal, you have a point system, right? And, you know, we talked about like you know what quote unquote makes up a game when we talked about like Bandersnatch and shit like that. Um, and I, I think, yeah, it does lean more towards story, but like you totally could play this game with no regard to its point system, which is like literally capitalism. Uh. <laughs> um, you could be like, yeah, fuck all these people. I don't want to make any money. I'm going to sleep in my car for zero dollars a, you know, a night every night. 
Um, I don't care what the field grid says about anything. I don't care about my options when it comes to, you know, interacting with folks uh, based on like what emotion I'm feeling. It's whatever. Um, and you could play that yeah. way, but then you miss the point. You're you're not playing the game. So then, yeah, it's a game to me, right? Like I, I, I it's, it's, I'm like, you could just like, you know, not give a damn, but also like you kind of can't. So like, if you can't not give a damn, then you are playing a game. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I'm like yelling at you like, it's a game. It's a game, Big Nick. And, you know, you obviously also think it's a game. Yeah, I never said that it wasn't a game. I know. Fair. I'm just, I'm just, you know. Um, I also think it's like super impressive that it's on all platforms. I think this is a game that, uh, I mean, including mobile, is going to definitely like change the landscape, I think, at least both for like development and for people who play. Um, I think it's just, I think it's going to be that girl. Or we might just like <laughs> look back in five years and be like, yeah, Neocap was, she was it. Um, <laughs> it was a beautiful experience. But yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful experience. Literally one, I mean, a short one, maybe what, four or five hours. I still could not, like my phone. It was longer than that. Depending on how you played it. It took me like a week and I uh, played on my commute both ways, which is two hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but look, my phone was always plugged in when I was home. Uh, not that this game ate a lot of batteries, just that I was literally just on it all the time. It does. And I never that. charged my battery. Because uh, I'm who I am as a person. Uh, and it, it was just a beautiful experience. I mean, the, you know, we already talked about it. had a guest come on about the music, the vibe, the, just the story. Um, the unexpected parts of the story, I was just like, oh, they're really getting in on capitalism here. Oh, they really talking about <laughs> activism here. Are they really telling white people about themselves? Ah! I just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a lot of pleasant, very pleasant surprises. Um and I think it really, I think, does what a lot of good games do. And you're, you are also, like, role-playing. Like, you're like, well, damn, do I not pick up this character because, like, their rating is bad? Or does this character, like, look kind of sketchy? Or, like, oh, this character is going to—it gives me the longest ride. Let me take this one because it's going to give me the more money, the most money. But they end up being an asshole, so you end up losing out the most. Um, it, was just, it was just great. It really just, like— did what I think a good game should do. It just makes you think about shit in a different way. And what's great about it is that like, it's it has like the Detroit become human quality where I'm like, yeah, I want to go back and just do a completely different playthrough. That's how you know it's a game. It's it's a role-playing game. You can role-play is different versions of the main character. It's a game, period. It was a great game. I loved it. I literally could not play it, put it down. It was really special. Yeah. If I had a top five, it would be on my list. Okay, well, it, well, you know. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really love talking about and thinking about this game. Um, and, I mean, I've been a fan of it since, like, you know, it was just announced. I was like, who are these people? I don't know her. Oh, and you're, now a, you're an indie fan of an indie game. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, like, it was oh, like, oh. I was oddly, like, really invested in the game and, like, what I thought it was going to be in its message. And uh, it... Definitely, when it came out, when I actually played it, it was definitely different than what I thought it was going to be, but in, like, all the right ways. In no shape or form was I, like, disappointed with what it ended up being. I just, like, really just enjoyed the ride from, like, being like, oh, this sounds really dope, to, like, playing it, and then 
being able to talk about it with someone that was great. Word. Well, yeah. It's my first runner up. How about you? What you got? Um, my first runner up is Jedi Fallen Order. Wow. <sighs> yes. Now you really did love this game. I loved it um a little bit more than you, apparently. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh I don't know. It it was for me my big single player experience of mm. uh, 2019. You gotta have one. It checked a lot of boxes for me. I'm not a from software person, so I know that this has been described by some as baby's first from software game. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> For me, I don't like creepy shit. And so it's hard <laughs> to want to play something like Bloodborne or Dark Souls because it's so fucking creepy. Uh-huh. With uh, Sekiro, it's still creepy. It's probably a little less creepy. And this does make me want to consider getting on that bandwagon, like, oh, maybe I could get through Sekiro if I can get through this. Because the combat at first was kicking my ass. I was not doing well at all. I could not really figure this out. I, I understand that some people had issues with it because of glitches and because the system wasn't as complex as a From Software combat system. But on my playthrough, on my Xbox One X, which may or may not have something to do with this, I did not experience any graphical or gameplay glitches while I was playing. Hmm. I simply did not. Um, I, I've seen evidence of it, and so I believe that it happens to people, but it it just didn't happen to me at all. Um, I had a very smooth experience. I really loved fighting the different types of enemies. There were a huge variety of enemies. It didn't get or feel repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um And I liked also the Metroidvania kind of element of it. It felt very God of War to me um, to have to revisit certain areas with a new skill that allows you to get into a different part of that old area that you've already explored before. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get bored of that. I I didn't um, find it too repetitive. I've seen some criticism of that. For me, it was great. It was wonderful. Uh, My biggest critique is that I want to play it again. I want to play more of it. Uh, And they don't want to do a new game plus because they think that having all the skills at first will kind of break the game. And I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. There's no way to... The way that you're gated from content is by discovering and mastering certain skills. And so if you have all the skills right away, you can complete an entire planet right away. And probably based on the way that the game coding works, you might be able to advance right to the end um, if you do the last thing on the planet that the last thing happens on first. I guess maybe that's possible. Um, I I hope they can find a way to code around that because I would love to play the game again. I'd love to play the game again, having a customized lightsaber, having all the different skills and stuff. I don't know. I would just I would love to play on a higher difficulty, maybe the highest difficulty, and have all my shit. I yeah. think that could be a lot of fun. I mean, they already answered that, so they're not going to code around it for you or people. <laughs> they said that they don't think they want to do that. It wasn't a hard no. Oh, okay. It was a it was a no, but it wasn't like a never. Okay. I will say really quickly, I agree with you that it was a little annoying to play generic white guy, but they did a good job of 
really fleshing out the characters, I think. Yeah. There were certain moments that I don't feel were earned between the characters, but I won't get into that because I don't think you're there yet. Um, it it felt like some of the some of the dialogue is dialogue that you need to seek out. Mm. If you go up and talk to them enough, you will get a lot of different stuff. But if you don't go up and talk to them, you might not get the development, and so th- certain things might not feel earned. I found that out, like going back through YouTube and watching videos and stuff, mm-hmm. that I did miss out on some contextual things that you can hear um, by by talking to them, which is not something that I spent a lot of time doing. That's fair. I mean, it, it is a Star Wars game. You want to? Yeah, I was, I was looking <laughs> at all the breathtaking set pieces, which is a huge part of what propelled this over the division two for me. But not the Wookies. No, the Wookies were definitely uh, a crime. They were a species. <laughs> it was speciesist to have such a bad animation for the Wookies. Oh man, they look. They didn't look great. They look absolutely terrible. It, it is legitimately embarrassing, actually. Fuck. Um, <laughs> the Wookies and a few other key things are what kept it from top game of the year for me. All right, that's Legit. fair. So, um, I think everything else you've kind of covered. So I won't. That's um, true. We are. <laughs> I won't spend any more time with it. Uh, let's move on to our official favorite game of the year. Favorite game of the year. That's kind of my shtick, actually. It's a special moment. It's a special occasion. Why <laughs> can you leave me alone? Hmm. My game of the year. I don't know if this is going to... It probably was not going to be a surprise if you... No. Anyway... I'm giving it to Apex Legends. <gasps> I know. A Battle Royale game at that. Who wow. knew? After all these all this time of being shot in PUBG, I finally found a Battle Royale that I don't hate. Um, you know, uh, I love a good underdog story. I think it's a fun, you know, structure to have, uh, especially, you know, in storytelling, just in generally. Do you remember when we heard the rumor about this and we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, look at a damn <laughs> about some recycled characters from an IP that no one really gave a fuck about, except for like two people with its two hour uh, amazing campaign, uh, which it is. <laughs> uh, and I don't need it anymore, Battle Royales. PUBG is right here. Yes, all the black people look like literal clowns for six months. <laughs> And they can't think. They won't fix it. You know, other patches are happening around it for whatever reason. Uh, they didn't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know why we. It's like watching Dragon Ball Z. That you was <laughs> so racist. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry. Just look it up. You got. I can't. We talked about it. On the we show. talked about it a lot. But hey, someone might be jumping in here for the first time. And be like, what are they talking about? Oh my Just god. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I also just think back to how we played Apex for the first time. We're like, and when we so we hated it when it was when the rumor came out, and then we played it. And we're like, what is this crap? And then we like played it some more, and we're like, oh wow, this is actually brilliant. <laughs> I think like just as as a the as the media piece i think you know very much it is like my fortnite you know like that verge piece that was like fortnite is like facebook and like facebook is competing with fortnite because the kids are just playing fortnite and talking to each other 
that is Apex for me. I think it is like hilarious that we could just be like, you know, just shooting the shit on Apex and then like, um, you know, uh, someone will just drop in and we got to like handle it. And then we're just going to be going back to shooting the shit. Having a very serious conversation. And then (laughs) someone's right behind me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Back to like my job or whatever, or like back to the show I was watching. It's very strange. (laughs) Um, But it's so much fun. And I, it's definitely to me the most accessible battle royale I've ever played. Uh, I don't even want to try Fortnite. I'm so sorry. You just, the, the videos itself, they just, I can't do it. There's no reason to. I, 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 I try. Uh, and honestly, like, it's like wild that like the base game and the mechanic and the meta is, and the, how it changes with new uh, characters and all that is so strong that I can overlook the fact that I feel very meh about most of the special <laughs> game modes. Yeah. Like the Halloween one was like, meh. The Christmas one that just passed was like, whatever. I love duos, but that's because it was the base game with just two people instead of three. Um, but like, I just, I will always play this base game. I absolutely love it. I do. There are obviously like, you know, things that need to change. Like I think that the uh, challenges system could use some work. Um, hmm. Just in that, like, you could very easily just be playing for the challenges. Uh and then you're like, what? And then, but like some of the challenges are like, I don't know how like they get rolled out, but some of them are like ridiculously simple, and some of them are like damn near impossible. And there is a mechanic to like re-roll them, but that costs money. And you know, I don't think the cha- I, don't, I don't think it's perfect, but like I still engage with it, and I still I like think it's useful and like it uh, with the battle pass, right? Um, I mean, I definitely got way farther in this season's battle pass than I even could think about in Destiny. Like, I'm I'm not going to buy Destiny's thing next season. It's a waste of money for me. Ooh. Like, and not in, like, a shady way. It's just that, like, I am a casual yeah. Destiny player. No, I get it. And, like, if I only get to level 20, I paid $10 for that. There's 80 other levels I didn't get to. What's the point? And now I'm playing enough Apex just regularly that I could just buy things just by virtue of playing. Yep. I was like, oh, I, I like had enough of the little, there's like three different currencies in Apex and like the orange box ticket thing. I don't know what that is. But you could use that or like the coins to buy legends. And I was like, oh, I have a crap ton of these orange tickets. I can finally buy cost Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not paying money for him. But like I played enough to buy him and I have enough of those things to buy the next legend when they come out, you know, the next with uh, by next season. Um... So, yeah, I just, I really do love it. As, and also, I think, funny enough, I thought this was going to be the case with Forza, but it actually is the case with this game that I'm seeing, like, the biggest return on investment with the Elite Controller. Ooh, yeah. Like, I just was like, oh, these paddles, these paddles. And it's like, it's not the paddles. It's that, um, it's that hair trigger, it's that hair trigger locks. And it just makes playing it so much more fun. Like, it is, I sit down, even if, like, we have nights... We have some nights <laughs> where I'm just like, damn, should I even be playing this game? I'm getting school, I'm getting my ass beat yeah. down. I'm losing every firefight. But still, it is so much fun. It is so much fun to play with that controller specifically. And I'm like, this is this is great. I just want to come home after a long day of freelancing 
<laughs> he means move five feet. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I would go to an office to freelance. Um, now, mm-hmm. this is a great time to just take a little sidebar. Your boy got a new job. Oh. And for the most part, yes, I'll be working for a moment. But sometimes I'll be able to go out. Damn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I could just imagine, you know, I'll just... A long day at work, and I'm like, I just want to play some Apex, man. That's how it be. That's how it be. Am I a gamer? I'm like, up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, game of the year. Great job. Good job for Respawn for being on this list in half of the categories. <laughs> First runner up, second runner up. Game of wow. the year. Who knew? Good for her. What's your game of the year? Um, I really thought about this list. Mm hmm. I hope so. And I have to also congratulate Respawn for also having two games on my list, which is Apex and Jedi Fallen Order. Apex is also my favorite game of the year. Oh. And y'all, I'm I'm sure you're like, this is scripted. They lying. No. We really, like, Big Nick filled out his list, like, Way before. Way before I did. I was sick. Okay, we talked about it. <laughs> and I'm like filling out the list at like, what was I doing? I think I was at one of my gigs. I was like, oh yeah, I was like archiving and like I had nothing to do. So I was like filling out my list. And I was like, do-do-do-do, filling out the list. Na, 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 na. <gasps> Ow! <laughs> this, he did not. I texted you. I was like, he did. Jordan, can, is this allowed? <laughs> like, are we allowed? It's literally my game of the year. And we didn't we didn't talk about it at all. No, Nothing. no I was consulting. Like, and he's like, well, yeah, it's okay. But I was like, is it? I don't know. And I, I'm mad that, like, I feel like I'm in, like, such shock where, I, like, we've been doing this show for 10 years. And, like, after 10 years, finally, <laughs> our game of the year matches up. It's only been year two. Yeah. Uh, and still, I'm like, there are so many games that we played. And yet, Apex Legends. Here's the thing. More than anything else, it was the division's award to lose, and <laughs> it lost it. Um, the ping system in Apex cannot be understated. No. In every single game that I play, I miss having it. I want every single game oh. to implement it. Nick, it is destiny every time. It's like if I, it if would I'm, be so helpful for you. But like if I'm in Destiny and like I haven't played Destiny in a minute, but I've played Apex for like a month straight, I immediately want to use the ping system. And then you throw a grenade. And then I'm like, fuck. It is wild. It's almost disappointing to not have it. There's an, a skill in the Division 2 where you can put a drone in the air and it will like mark all the enemies around you. And I basically can't play without it. And that's as close as I can get to the ping system. Like the ping system in Apex, uh, we've said this before. It It is so fundamental that I oftentimes prefer someone to use the ping system than to verbalize it. I yes. would rather you show me then tell me what you're talking about, especially Tim. So I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to hear that, and Big Nick said it, not me. <laughs> uh, but I do have to say that some of my best matches are with completely random people, and we are just utilizing the ping system to even just, like, 
a mediocre level. Like, we're not even using it as best as we could. Yeah. Last night, you were playing with Tim and Edna. I was playing with uh, randoms all night because you can only have a squad of three. And I won two games. And one of those games, on drop, we were the champions of the arena. The champion was the third person in our group, died on drop, and left the game. (laughs) The other person and I... Fucking won the game. I won wow. that game with eight kills. Wow. Like, you I did work for once. Off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I popped off. And it was really only because that other person and I were absolutely, we were communicating every single thing. Every decision that we made, any directional change at all, we were pinging the entire time. Wow. So we were able to stick together. They knew what firefights I wanted to engage in. I knew what firefights they wanted to engage in. It was a beautiful symbiotic relationship. And then my subsequent win, uh, it wasn't the next match, but it was (laughs) a few matches later. Um, We won again, and it was the same system. We were able to stick together and know what each other was up to, what we were facing, what was happening, because of this ping system. It's truly revolutionary. And for that alone, I think they deserve game of the year. Can I also jump in with one more thing that I forgot to say? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking about the ping system and communicating with random people, this is the first game that I feel comfortable doing that. Like, this, mm, is, yeah. like this is the first game where I've actually just have, like made friends with people that I don't know. And we just like meet in the game chat. We're like, who has a mic? Does anyone have a mic? I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I unmute myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have, to have a mic. And, like, <laughs> um, and that's wild. Because, like, all these games, like Forza, Destiny, blah, 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 blah. And yet Apex, I'm like, okay, I guess I feel comfortable enough doing this to, like, talk to people. Which is, like, a big thing for me. I'm just, like, <laughs> socializing. But, you know, it's great. I love it. But you should finish what you were saying. I just wanted to go off of that little... No worries. Um, I I just wanted to say that I've been playing Battle Royales since PUBG came out on the Xbox. Um, we've played almost every single iteration of a Battle Royale, um, including indie Battle Royales and stuff. This is the first yeah. one that checks all my boxes. It does everything I need to do. The movement is super fast. I love being in first person. Usually I prefer third person. Um, it is fun to play in first person. Uh, although they're going to do a third-person mode for two days coming up very soon. It's going to be a... I'm so excited. I don't know how I feel about it at all. I'm so excited. Um, but, like, this is this changes the map, and it changes it pretty much more often than Fortnite. Like, they're adding in something. Every few weeks, the map is changing mm-hmm, in some mm-hmm. very small way, and they're making an event around that map change. And they're just constantly engaging the community. They've had some fiascos <laughs> with uh, <laughs> monetization and yeah. microtransactions <laughs> and things like that. But, like, yeah. in terms of the game... If you put all that bullshit aside, which is bullshit because it's all 100% cosmetic, there's nothing that you can get in the store or that you get from an event that changes your ability to move or shoot or aim or anything like that. Which I got to say is a wonderful experience. Like, it's, like, really wonderful to have, like, currency and you're like, oh, anything that I buy is completely cosmetic. None of this will change how I play. doesn't matter at all. It's freeing. Um, 
So, you know, there are some implementation issues. There are some issues with, like, muzzle flash, for instance. Really high-level players are pissed off at how much muzzle flash there is. They get distracted. They play on smaller screens. Oh, those PCs. So the mm. muzzle flash is taking up more of the screen relative to our bigger TVs. Right. And so and it's I'm a big away. problem yeah, for yeah. them. Um, and the developers haven't addressed it and, you know— <laughs> Like, people have gripes with yeah. some of the gameplay. Uh, but, I mean, like, people who play these games at, like, super high levels always will. Of course. They're never going to be happy. No. Which is fine. We need... No, I, <laughs> I mean, hope like, they know that. I hope they know that, that y'all will always be miserable. <laughs> but, like, you get paid millions of dollars to stream on Twitch to be miserable. So, sorry. But I Let think the characters live. that they've introduced, like, mm-hmm. the personalities they've been able to cultivate, mm. I feel like they really are rich characters <laughs> yeah. with deep histories. Yes. And I love the way they interact in promotional materials and stuff. Like Very funny. All of the negative stuff honestly falls by the wayside to me mm-hmm. when I think about the ability to just sit down and have fun playing this game. I love, love, love it. And uh, I'm happy to give it my game of the year. Wow. Look at that. Making history. First indie game for Game of Friends. First same category. Same game <laughs> in one category. What will next year bring? Who knows? Maybe we'll have the same list. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? We just say the same exact I mean, if we both love Cyberpunk, then we Oh, fuck. Yeah. Ne- oh, I mean, Maybe I'll be like, no. As a political statement. I mean, we really I mean, might I mean, what? Like, Cyberpunk, Avengers. Listen. I don't think Avengers is going to be as good as. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting it to Anthem, but I am not expecting it to Destiny. <laughs> Damn. Oh well, I feel like it's going to be just fine. I'm going to be like, oh, this is just yeah, we'll fine. see. Better. Just fine. We'll see. I don't know if I'm going to pay full price for that one. Anyway, I think that was a show. Oh, was it a show? It was a show. It was a show. It was okay, a show. it was a show. But no! Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, just kidding! Just kidding! Just kidding! Just kidding! Oh, did we get y'all? <laughs> no one cares. Maybe not. I'll, I'll have the music would have started playing too, so it'll really be like a ha ha gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, it's a new, it's a new decade. It is a new decade, or is twenty twenty one the new decade? Because I've seen the argument for both, and I'm kind of. I think exhausted. it is technically 2021, but like that. Let's not be. It's not buzzy. Yeah, it's not fun. This is a fun. This decade. Ten years. Ten we'll have years. a new decade. We'll have a new it's decade. Fine. So we're gonna do game of the decade. Woo woo. Um, Cedric, what is your game of the decade? My game of the decade is Mass Effect Three, which came out in 2013. I wanted to fit the whole trilogy in, but oh well. So I I think if you want to fit the whole trilogy in, you can you can say franchise. I, I'll say the franchise that culminated in Mass Effect because I think what I, a lot of want to say it, about Mass Effect came to a head with three, and mm-hmm. three was like the tipping point for a lot of stuff. Also, two thirds of the trilogy was in the decade. was in the yeah. So yeah, <laughs> if we if we go by the twenty twenty rule versus twenty twenty one exactly. If we go by the twenty twenty one rule, then. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Did I play Mass Effect when it first launched? I feel like I played. I probably played it in 2010. Let's be uh, let's be real here. Um, anyway. Um, so first off, I think it did what Halo did, which is like take a franchise of a sci-fi esque um franchise, and it just like brought that shit to like a whole new level. I think this franchise is like the first where I think 
normies like me, like casual people, were really super duper invested in the lore. Like, really from the first game. But like, by the time you were seeing those choices having consequences in the second and the third, um, it just was like, whoa, like, I did that. And like, you could say that like, well, the choice that you made really just only, you know, changed the color of like the beam of light at the end of the cutscenes in, in <laughs> Mass Effect 3. But I think, and it's kind of been like a theme, like that journey meant something. Yeah. If you like save the council in the first game, that meant something in the third game. That meant a different conversation in the second game. If you save the Rachni folks, the little, little spider uh, mm-hmm. f- scorpion things, that like meant something. Ash, really you know, Caden or Ashley, uh, did Rex live? And like, it really took RPG light also to a new level. Like, yeah, you could have a playthrough where Shepard just died, like it was just dead. And like, technically, like you know, if you died in the middle of uh th- three, two, you could pick it back up. But there's like one option where it's just like you got to start a whole new <laughs> game. Sorry, <laughs> your Shepard is dead, yeah, dead Shep. <laughs> Um, which I think is great. And I think, too, that, like, this, like, when Mass Effect 3 came out, I think it was, like, the perfect storm of, like, gamers being on the internet <laughs> yes, <laughs> and having that's opinions. True. That's true. Um, and it, unf- you know, I think the precedent of, like, you know, adding that new ending or that extended ending on, on the on the, end, on the back end of 3, I, it was a choice. I don't think... That it might, I don't think it was the best choice, but that choice set a, a huge precedent. It did. Uh, for how gamers interact with developers and how developers really do be changing things uh, for their fan base. Um, I, I think it just like, you know, really set the tone for the game, for games now in this, you know, decade. Uh, you know, after all that shit happened, like towards the end of the decade. Um, Just to be clear for folks who might not know, what Cedric is describing is the fact that Bioware edited in a new third ending because the original two endings were making people so upset. People were... <sighs> livid. I wasn't even... I never played the games and I knew all about it. That, what, that was Everyone the wild thing. Everyone was mad. Like, People were mad, and I was not on the internet like that when that when that was going on. Like I was like barely on Facebook because I didn't like the idea of being on Facebook, and I still don't. Uh, but even then, you were like, "Oh, everyone's everyone's pissed about this." And I just think I think you know, love her or hate her, Mass Effect Three is that girl. <laughs> okay. The power that that has, the international implications that that has, the mm-hmm. weight that that has, the influence that that has. Do you remember when you had me commit genocide? Oh, that's right. I because I wanted, I th- but that meant something, you know. It was like, yeah, you fucked me over. I was like, I am not. It did mean something. You're right. I was like, you have to make your own choices. You have to make your own choices. He fucked me. Uh you fucked yourself. No. Ah, uh, if I had known then what I know now, I would have replayed that mission. I don't, but that that's like the point. You were like, like the, especially when you're first playing the game, you're first playing Mass Effect 2 and you're like, ah, I'm just going to zoom through this story, fuck all these side missions and I'm going to just put whoever in whatever role. Niggas die. 
That and you that's a consequence. That is your teenage consequence. I don't have time for that. I'm not gonna replay this game. Some people didn't. I just I think to get the full experience, you just gotta sit there and live with your decisions. Like life. Mass Effect 3 is about life. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. Um, what is your game of the decade? Uh so I was kind of encouraging you to do franchise because I I really am doing franchise. Your whole franchise fits in the de- in the decade, mind you. Yeah, the, the whole franchise does fit in the decade. Technically, blah blah blah, but my franchise influenced your franchise. Um, in the lore, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. she's that girl. Destiny, not two. The original Destiny, I'm going to say, is my game of the decade. Uh, I just, I I spent, uh, I think you can look it up if you look up my username on timewastedondestiny.com. I I spent... Wait, you can do that? Yes. You can just look up random people's? Mm -hmm. I have cumulatively spent, I'm going to guess, at least 3,000... Uh, plus total hours. Excuse me for one second. Hey, Siri. <laughs> How many days is 3,000 hours? 3,000 hours is 125 days. Jordan. <clears throat> it's called WastedOnDestiny.com, not Time Wasted on Wait, Destiny. how many? Because this, this is a lot of time we're talking I'm here. I'm looking it up. Oh... I know we've had this conversation before, but also this conversation was like when Destiny 2 came out and it's been some time since we've had it. We need an updated number. Okay. It's not as bad as I thought. In Destiny, I'm in the top 22% of time spent (laughs) with 1,145 hours and 30 minutes. I will say that this includes Orbit. It includes sitting in orbit. Don't care. So it includes all loading. I, I, and if, but, but if you, we're just like in party chat, but you sat there. Up, but you sat there. Sitting Destiny in orbit. was on. You sat there. <laughs> it's the, these are the hours. There's probably a lowball estimate, quite honestly. How many hours in Destiny 2? Does it give you a total? Uh, No, but in Destiny 2, it's 872 hours and 52 minutes. All right. 872 you can just round that up to 873. <laughs> we just gonna, we just gonna, we gotta do a little 873. What was the other one? 1145. 1145. 2018 hours. Hey, Sari, what is 2018 hours in days? 1000 hours is 41.67 days. So roughly we're talking like a month and a, like a February and a half. That is truly not as bad as I thought it could be. Um, <laughs> and so I'm I'm really pleased even that it's it's technically like just 2000 hours. Um, technically the people with the most time spent in Destiny and Destiny 2 um, dwarf me. It's the same person. Um, I truly don't understand how we should do the, do the math on this. G Money eight seven six on PlayStation spent thirteen thousand four hundred and twenty two hours and fifty three minutes in Destiny one, and eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty three hours 
and 48 minutes. How much time people spend in this game is should not be public. Now. Like, I feel like we're like, <laughs> this is like, this is like the Pete Buttigieg. Like, we're looking at the numbers that we don't want us to look at right now. <laughs> like, hey, Siri, how many <laughs> days is 11,000 hours? All right, we gotta end the show. We gotta end it. That's over he a year. No, a year and a third in each game. Please continue just talking about how much you love Destiny. We gotta end the show. We gotta end it. <laughs> I mean, like end it, and like this is the last episode of Game of Friends ever. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I quit. I quit. I just love it. You all know <laughs> why I love it. You know uh, how much I love it and how deeply I love it. Yes, um, yeah. If you haven't played Destiny, I think you should. It's a fantastic uh, yeah. franchise. Even casuals. Play through the beginning. Uh, play through the original game. It won't take you too long. The The story in the original game is not that long. It'll take you three months. Um, and then play <laughs> Destiny 2. You know, honestly, there's not even that much stuff in Destiny 2 in terms of straight-up missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a few weeks' worth. Um, and then, you know... If you love it, then there's a lot of grind waiting for you. Yeah. So that is actually a show. That is a show. Sorry for the fake out. We had to do it. Um, we'll see y'all really soon. This week, we're going to... We got to... We, we owe y'all one. We're sorry. We're going to get caught up. I'm sorry for my sickness. We're going to record our next episode this week. Um, so we'll be back real soon. Thanks for listening, as always. Tell a gamer friend. Tell two. Tell two. Three gamer friends probably. Tell three. Is that going to be the new year thing? Tell three gamer. I don't know, especially since uh, the division two made a list. I think that's. I I think Ubisoft should really retweet whatever we put out. (laughs) So like, hey Ubisoft, we're not going to spoil our own episode, so we might have talked about something that you put out this year in a positive light, even though no one else wanted to. I think I'm just going to say some games that were mentioned in our game of the year episode. Oh, just the real blank. Oh, God. Uh, Leave people wanting. You gotta leave the people wanting. We'll see you soon. See ya. Deuces. Bye.